What's on the menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. A certain concept called dumpling darlings has been making quite a few headlines here through different groups of uh, food bloggers and anyone who likes to go and eat some dumplings. Well, joining us on the line is June Tan. She's the co-owner at Dumpling Darlings. June, welcome to Money FM. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for inviting me here. Let's talk about your concept, Dumpling Darlings, for someone who's never been there. How would you describe it? I think the name itself would probably help her with the description because it's Dumpling Darlings. Um, We sell dumplings and all sorts of dumplings. Um, We are a place that is um, no frills, that serves great food, um, has a great ambiance. And yeah, I think you'd just be really happy when you come and dine at Dumpling Darlings. And in terms of how the business came about, so I'm okay. sure you with your business partner, what were you discussing before you started on this journey? Yeah, so I think Dumpling Darlings came at the time where we were actually closing down a couple of brands that didn't work for us. And I think we took a lot of what we learned from sort of our failures and uh, we put it into Dumpling Darlings as a concept. So we knew that we wanted a new food concept that's very focused, very, very niche. And I think that we also knew that we wanted to invest heavily in the brand. And yeah, Dumpling Darlings as a brand took about a year to conceptualize. We did product testing, we did, um, we, we ran through the brand, we talked about where we wanted to be, what we wanted to sell, and uh, and I think um, that's that's what we did uh, with Dumpling Darlings. And, uh, and of course, I mean, we love to eat dumplings and therefore <laughs> <laughs> we, did, uh, we, did, we did a shop doing dumplings, yeah. Yeah, and I guess your passion fueled this, uh, you know, incredible restaurant idea that came about. But, you know, more on your other businesses that didn't quite get off the ground, as you'd like to say. What was your biggest takeaway from these businesses and how did you bring that to Dumpling Darlings? Yeah, so I think um, when we first started, we had Lola's Cafe. So that was that was pretty successful. And then when we went on and we opened on the table and opened Suzette, I think those concepts got a bit lost because we were just opening concepts for the sake of opening. So the place looks beautiful, the food, there was not much thought given to it. And after some time, we realized that, hey, we need to understand what our consumers and what our target audience really wanted. And I think that's what we really applied to Dumpling Darlings. And um, we really talked about, hey, is this something that they would pay for? Is this something that they were they are looking for over here at Amoy Street? And I think that that really paid off when we really paid close attention to what we think the customers and our target audience really wanted. Yeah, and you're certainly right about that. It is very focused. You get dumplings. Well, they are the mainstay on the menu, whether it's your main course or your dessert. More on that in just a bit. Let's talk about the food. What are some of the must-try items on the menu? So everything's a must try. I think you have the platter that you get to try every single dumpling. Um, a lot of people, a fan favorite um, at Dumpling Darlings is definitely our fried pierogi. So that's a deep fried dumpling. There's mashed potato in it, a bit of bacon and lots of cheese um, and a bit of onions. And I think this dumpling idea came from really the Eastern European dumpling mm. um, where they put potatoes into their dumpling. So I think there's something that a lot of Asians don't understand. How can you have like carbs on carbs <laughs> but it really really works and a lot of people love our pierogi and i love my pierogi as well 
I mean, a personal favourite, um, not many people would think about it. It's actually our veggie mandu. It's vegetarian. And I have to say that it's a vegetarian dumpling that convinces meat lovers that vegetarian dumplings are great. I think that speaks for itself. There are a lot of dumpling restaurants here in Singapore, June, whether it's at your hawker centres or other restaurants as well. What makes Dumpling Darlings unique compared to your competitors out there? Yeah, so I think we knew that there were lots of great dumpling shops out there and those were our favourites. So you have Din Tai Fung, you have the Hawker Centre ones that are so cheap and so delicious. Mm. And we knew that when we wanted to open this, we were going to position ourselves slightly differently. We couldn't compete on price, we couldn't compete on authenticity, but what we could compete on definitely was innovativeness, um, creativity. So when you come here, we are we are almost like a dumpling directory. So you have flavours from all around the world. And I think that was the beauty and that was the fun part when we were, we were thinking about dumpling darlings because the more you thought about it, different cultures had dumplings in their food culture. So it's not just an Asian thing. You have it with the Eastern Europeans with their pierogi. So from the Russian to the people in, in, in Poland. And then, of course, um, I'm not sure if the Italians would concede to this, but raviolis are a form of dumplings, if you think about it. Mm. And of course, <laughs> I know I've uh, spoken to an Italian chef and he was not very happy when I, when I said that. <laughs> yeah. And of course, in Nepal, you have the momos. And I think we try to capture all of these flavours and this idea of um, their traditional dumpling um, in in dumpling darlings over here. So I thought that we did well because there was once a Russian lady came to dine with us. So I was asking her about the pierogies and, and how it was. Um, and she actually told me that um, she felt like our original dumpling, which was based off a very Chinese recipe or very Chinese-Japanese recipe, was much closer to what her grandmother made as pierogies when she was home. And it just goes to show how much this this transcends different cultures. And she was so happy just eating the original dumpling. Yeah, comfort food. That's what yeah. you associate with dumplings. Whatever time of day, it's great comfort food to have. We're in conversation with June Tan. She's the co-owner at Dumpling Darlings. June, let's talk about the pricing strategy at your restaurant. It's um, you know, it's incredible because you're you're blown away by how much you get for what you pay. Talk me through your strategy. Yeah, I think we knew that dumpling is not going to be an item that people would pay lots of money for because it's their comfort food. And because in Singapore here, you could get 10 dumplings for $5. Mm. And I think we didn't want to overprice our dumplings. It needs to be at a point where we feel like, hey, um, I'm out on a Friday night, I'm having some drinks and I could order plates and plates of these dumplings with my drinks and with my friends. And I think that's where we wanted to be. We try not, nothing more than $10 for dumplings and definitely um, for noodles, I think nothing more than than 10 as well. So that that's, tr- that's kind of our strategy and we, we try to keep to that, yeah. You've given us your personal favorites when it comes to dumplings, the main course, and so on. What about your dessert option? There's a very unique dumpling that you have on the menu. Tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah, so the dessert dumpling, it's the only dessert option that we have. I mean, we have a couple of people telling us that, hey, you're going overboard with this concept. The dessert doesn't have to be dumplings. <laughs> but, but I think that it really works. And once again, I mean, it's really inspired by what they do in Eastern Europe. So their dumplings are sweet and they would, in summer, they would pick all their fruits and then they would just make them into big batches of like sweet dumplings and freeze them and they could enjoy them um, throughout the year. And um, that's what we wanted to do with our dumplings. So we have a poached pear dumpling with cheese 
and um, it's served with actually our our own ice cream, so we make our own ice cream as well. Um, it's a Tasmanian honey ice cream. People love it as well. I think it's very surprising for them. Not many people have tried um, sweet dumplings this week, and I'm glad that uh, they, they like it. Yeah. Yeah, dumpling darling, staying true to their name, all things dumplings, even the dessert. What about the drinks? Are there any signatures that you would recommend for first timers heading to your restaurant? Yeah, I think um, part of the lunch sets we actually make all of our iced teas as well. So as an extension of a Chinese concept, when you have dumplings, it's a bit greasy, it's a bit oily. So you have you, you take you drink some tea, right? So we make our own, we brew our own pool our tea. Um, and it has longan bits inside and um, an osmentus jelly. So that one's my favorite. So it's called longan osmentus drink. If you come at night, I think that I really love our selection of uh, craft beers. It's a small selection. Uh, we take from Young Masters and they are a brewery in Hong Kong. And I think they do really, really good beers. And of course, if you're having a good night, you can definitely try some of our cocktails. Our cocktails are curated by the people at EC Proof. So they, they help with our dumplings. They say, hey, this goes well with this dumpling. And um, I think I, I really enjoy those cocktails as well. Yeah, very interesting selection of drinks as well. And you did mention the beer actually any night. It's perfect and it goes very well with the dumplings as well. The elephant in the room, COVID-19. Such a fluid situation. You've had to deal with heightened alerts, lockdowns, reducing capacity at your restaurants. We've gone from five packs to eight <laughs> packs to two packs and so on and so forth. Now, as a business owner, how do you prepare for possible heightened alerts? But also, how do you feel when these restrictions are announced? And because you don't really have much time to get ready for the next phase, do you? No, we don't have much time. I think there's nothing much to feel about it. We, we just take it as it comes. We've been through so many of them that uh, my managers and the people on the floor, they're like, don't worry, June, we could we could do this in a day. Just give us a day and we can turn around the shop. If it's a lockdown or it's back to dining. But it definitely hurt us at the beginning because if you've been to our shop, we are a very small shop at Amoy Street and it's circular. Uh, and that's because we wanted this very cosy feeling when you come in. So really like a hole-in-the-wall concept. I think that that's probably not going to work out in a in a pandemic situation with safe distancing. So there are a couple of seats that we have to give up. Our restaurant seating definitely half. People have to wait a little longer sometimes for seats. And they have been cooperative. They know they have to wait. Sometimes they dine quickly and they leave. Um, and I think we're very appreciative of that because that helps with our turnover as well. I think another thing that we did really was um, we pivoted to online sales. And I think when the first um, lockdown came around, we did sell our platters online. So we had a big platter of 30 dumplings. And I think that really took off and a lot of people like that. And we were very lucky that we were able to still continue selling these dumplings online and delivering it to our customers. Yeah, yeah taking me straight to my last question for you. The delivery business, how do you keep your dumplings you know, in pristine condition and just fresh? <laughs> yeah, so I think we make them fresh. So we don't keep the orders. So when the order come in, and that's when you make the dumplings. So we try to reduce the time that the dumplings in transit. Actually, every dumpling delivery only one order goes out. So that really helps the dumpling reach the customer as soon as possible. And that's probably the best way to keep the dumpling fresh. 
Yeah, great way to put that as well. And they are the freshest and they are incredible dumplings. Also, you certainly get your money's worth. We've been in conversation with June Tan. She's the co-owner at Dumpling Darlings here in Singapore. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, June. And I wish you all the best with the different phases and heightened alerts. But you still have a great delivery model that will keep you going regardless. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.